Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught. gentlemen welcome back to the until mastery alliance podcast today another wonderful day i don't know what day it is uh, per se i mean technically i know what day today is but i don't know what day i'm going to be uploading this um so i hope it's a good day for you and me today i have with us a couple of guests a couple of really solid dudes some dudes that i met a while back um when we were looking through I think it was Project Looking Glass. Uh, we were going through a bunch of stuff, and these guys reached out, and they wanted to have me on their show. Uh, and I loved the idea. I'm not overly versed in Project Looking Glass at the time, I remember, but it's such a really cool topic. Uh, flash forward to, to a couple, maybe a week ago, they reached back out to me, and they've put together this video. And I want to drum up some attention to this video. It's not the greatest. It's not going to win any Oscars. But, man, for the 10, 15 minutes that it ran, I was entertained. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, um, for your listening pleasure, I have with us today the Airy Brothers. Um, I think I said that right. Hey, guys, how you doing? Yeah, good. Hey. How are you? Thanks awesome. For us. Yeah, no problem. Do you guys do a lot of spots? Do you guest on a lot of shows, or do you are you the ones primarily doing the hosting? Been yeah. on a few shows, you know, in, uh, probably more so as individuals, you know, uh, with different platforms than than as a as a unit on other shows compared right. to the amount of content that we've created. Uh, as the dynamic duo that is the Airy Bros. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so what brought upon this movie? What what was the purpose of this movie, this 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 art creation that you put out on YouTube? Which, by the way, as of today, has 528 views. And I like that. Well, so Double Ripple is the film. And I am a film student at the University of Colorado, Denver. Went to film school to create better content for airy bros not necessarily make movies but since i'm in film school i had the opportunity to make movies and we talked to people like you we've talked to people like isaac weishop michelle gibson got into the mud flood got into the looking glass and i just saw this as a way to create a story with some of the stuff that we're into that we used to distract ourselves when 2020 went down to kind of get away from all the craziness that was going going on we got into the mud flood got into tomorrowland the looking glass flat earth stuff like that did you guys check out tomorrowland after after we spoke about it i watched it prior to you coming on the show because i knew i had to listen to a couple podcasts you had done about it right and then after we spoke about it dove a little deeper i don't know if you saw but there are tomorrowland pins in double ripple i use that as the timekeeper pins on the members only jackets <laughs> i didn't catch it but i like that i have a quick clip here uh of the of the show and uh, i just thought this stuff was funny so I, I just pulled up a spot on this three crystals three temples so uh, how does that crystal stuff work? Vibration energy. 
That's some Tesla shit. That's some power of belief shit. Why is that building on top of the church? That church was one of the last active timekeepers temples around. After a month, flood, the dark order began to rebuild, and they started taking over mystery schools. That building was one of the only ones they couldn't get. And no one knows when it was built because it was erected from the ground overnight. Ah, they won't fight us. They're 5G bots. They'll just distort our perception and shrink our balls. 5G? <laughs> and shrink our balls. So <laughs> this stuff here, like you guys hit on this right now, and I, I love that. Like you crossed into Timekeepers, you crossed into Mud Flood, you crossed into uh, archaic buildings, you crossed into uh, energy sources uh, and frequencies all in that one one minute clip. Um, so with this, like, I mean, man, the production, I, I got to say it's so cheesy. It's entertaining as fuck. Like, Thank you. It, yeah, it's it's really good. I I mean, when you guys, so many people send me this stuff all the time. Hey, check this out. Hey, watch this. Hey, you know, we did this. Can you take a look at that? Uh, and a lot of it, I mean, I do look at it, but a lot of it gets, you know, maybe 20, 30, 40 seconds of my time. I put this thing on and I just, I held it on my cell phone. I just watched the whole thing all the way through. I stopped what I was doing and I watched this whole video of yours. So, which again, led me to have you guys back on here. But or have you on here the first time? Let us to have another conversation. Yeah, there we go. That's the stuff. So how did you, um, when you were putting this together, how did you, you know, where, where were you sourcing? What were you writing? Um, because it is, it's pretty actually like the stuff that you put in there is certainly one of those things. Like it's a one-on-one, like the whole thing is a giant one-on-one of what you should start looking into. Um, I'm curious as, as to how you, how you amalgamated the whole thing and wrote the story on it. Yeah, so th- there's a lot, right? And just to kind of go back to that clip, the the power of belief, the line was actually supposed to be, that's some biology of belief shit. And that's the Bruce Lipton book. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I had gotten into back in the day, probably 2011. And there's a lot of that Joe early Joe Rogan stuff in here. There's a Bruce Lipton quote at the beginning that I used. I had a lot of those old podcasts that I used for that. And then... Uh, kind of going into some of the Jolly West stuff. I listened to that Rogan podcast with uh, the guy who wrote Chaos. So that that was Tom O'Neill. Tom O'Neill. So that was one of the things that kind of brought me down that rabbit hole of all the things kind of connecting. And um, what were some of the other things that he had mentioned in there? Well, I think also too, just being here in, in Denver, you know, there is some fascinating architecture in terms of we have the four major original high schools in Denver, like the one you see in in the video, uh, they just, they look like no other high school I've ever seen. They even look like, you know, more like they would be on college campuses. So, you know, we, farmers market. Yeah. We used to go to the farmer's market here in the summertime, which is at that school. Um, And so I just started telling him, you know, let's look into some of these buildings, some of these churches, some of these other things that, are very mud flood esque that again, if you look at old pictures of these buildings and stuff or the timeline or the architecture or the architects, some of the things just don't match up as you start to dig into like the, the wiki stories of things. It's just, um, and I find all that stuff fascinating. So we tried to tie in our local surroundings into some of the other nuanced stuff that, that Jimmy kind of ran with in the writing process. Amazing, amazing stuff. And again, too, obviously, Denver, the biggest, the biggest, um, 
I, I want to say red flag or, or you know, uh, Starfort stolen type esque building slash landmark would be the, the Denver International Airport. Yeah, yeah like, absolutely. Like, I don't know, you guys, I mean, you guys, I would love to hear your take on what the airport is, um, at least what you've researched, considering it's in your own backyard. Well, it's, you know, to talk with Michelle Gibson, you know, there's some, there's some interesting, and then uh, Michael Juan as well, they talk about the 30th, uh, no, the 40th parallel, um, and how both Denver and Boulder kind of sit right within a few degrees of that 40th parallel, and you can kind of look into some of you know, the, the things that have gone on historically within that, that 40th parallel, uh, you know, and then just the story of the airport itself, how the airport, the original airport that was in Stapleton was a perfectly good airport. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was literally with, within like five miles of, of the actual city, whereas the new airport is way off the beaten path. It's probably a good 40 minutes outside of the city. You know, the, the, the blue horse, the blue stallion killed its creator. Its head fell off in the final finishings of it. And then fell on, on the guy that created it and killed him. You know, there's that uh, plaque in the, in the main vestibule that is uh, it's, it's, not is it the new world it's like new not the new world order but there's some kind of um he plaques type of thing sort of dedication to a to a organization that has never existed mm-hmm. um and then you have all of the murals themselves that are kind of very new world order post-apocalyptic uh things that are just hidden in plain sight and even recently past couple of times i've traveled they've had you know, with construction and stuff going on at the airport, they have like, you know, like lizard people, like um, billboards are like, oh, kind of calling out what, what the conspiracies are. And it's just like right in your, right in your face that they're blatant with it about um, just the fact that they know that there's conspiracies and, and all kinds of crazy stuff going on. And there's also, um, they built like a five-story building and then they buried it. I don't know if you've, if you've heard about that. So there's kind of like this, this the man-made mountain uh, at the airport. And it's basically, they've built a four or five story building building and then just filled it in and, and covered it with dirt. Is it a usable building to your reckon, to your knowledge? As far as I know. Yeah. I mean, there's stuff going on in there. Yeah. <laughs> you got to ask about that. I heard, um, I don't know. I can't remember where I, where I picked this one up, but. Uh, the major airports, I mean, with regards to um, frequencies and with regards to the mud floods and and, and all that, um, the Denver airport was built on top of a uh, uh, an entrance. So New York City is, a lot of New York City is built on top of an entrance. The uh, JFK airport is also built on top of an entrance. Um, and the, uh, I think, right next to, or probably right on top of, or where the general hospital is in New York, not the general, but where the hospital, the main hospital is in New York. It's, uh, it's also on top of an entrance to the, uh, the mud flood uh, underworld. And again, you know, it sounds crazy talking about this to anybody who came to this show, looking for some motivation, you know, we, we it's going to be clearly marked, you know, we're into conspiracies this time, but, uh, it, the thing is with, uh, this and I'm not 100% burst on it, obviously, but what's referred to as hyper travel, uh, the ability to uh, get places quickly <laughs> underground. So whatever was down there, whatever pre-existing, you know, sort of um, technology 
was existed in, in previous civilizations, stuff that you would have seen in quote unquote Tomorrowland. Um, the the hyper rails that were in that, they apparently do exist underground that we're not allowed and we're not privy to, to know about. But it's how you can get from New York to LA in like 40 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. And it's another reason I've been told, another reason why they, they moved the airport in Denver out into the middle of nowhere. Because this there was there was a tunnel that also went out that way. There's, so that, go ahead. there's also, and Rich, can, I'm sure this is what he was going to say, but there's that NORAD connection to Colorado Springs. And supposedly there's some underground travel that happens from the springs to the airport. And there's a bunker or what have you, if there's something that goes down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we can get in, you know, with all that spoken of, like, I mean, I see that I see, I see what they're doing and I see the, the, the thing um, it ties back into your clip. Um, and you were talking about some, some power of thought, you know, stuff, the guy was going on in there. Uh, this vibration, this frequency in this world and this reality in which we certainly reside in right now is very much relating to the frequency in which you choose to view things, look at things, see things, do things and all that sort of stuff. So it's funny, you know, as we sit here and we talk about this, the three of us talking about this, it is a reality. These, these are the things that we're focusing on right now that have our attention. But the minute we choose to focus on something more, something higher, something else that we can do, all of this stuff goes away, you know, and people will say, Oh, it doesn't go away. It just, you know, it's just because you're not looking at it doesn't mean it's the ostrich in the sand. I'm like, no, technically it goes away. I mean, because if you can do all of these things and see all these things and change your vibration and change your frequency, um, you can start seeing things differently. Like all of these people and all of the stuff that we have the ability to talk about right now, I find is the very thing that pushes us into the next realm, the next, the next level for us to sort of overcome this, to understand this, to comprehend this um, pushes us into the next realm. Uh, again, leading us to overcome something else and, and learn something new and, and overcome and, and overstep something. So all of the absurdities and to which we're referring now uh, are essentially our destination, our, our purpose, our focus, our, the thing that's pulling us into the next chapter of what comes next. Which leads me to my next question for you guys. What do you think, after everything that you've put together and everything that you've seen, what do you think is a likely outcome to this or what, like the purpose of all this? Do you guys, have you guys extrapolated into what this might be, what it could mean, what it means for you specifically as a couple dudes living in Denver? You know, do you see where your lives are going or, or, or anything based on the information that you've acquired that maybe some people don't have? Hmm. That's a good question. I got to think on that one. Um, I, I think, man, I, there's so many ways I can answer that. The, the way I see it is I made this film to, you know, all this stuff we talk about to kind of, you know, have a propaganda film in a college film fest to kind of show these kids that aren't into any of this stuff kind of sh here, look at it. And, and, and the goal of it was, yeah, you might not get what's going on, but if you leave asking, well, what was that? Or what was that? And you go do a Google search, yeah. then I did my job. So do I see this film opening doors and what have you for me? Yeah, I think I think it already did. Do I know what that looks like or what it's going to be or 
what the next message is. No, I don't. But I definitely feel that it has opened me to more possibilities because, you know, some of the concepts we've talked about in this film has just brought me down. You know how it is. It brings you down other wormholes and you start you start getting into more things. And uh, that, that's kind of where I think I think I am with it. What do you got, Rich? Um, I mean, it's definitely definitely have a vision as to where i'm going or where i want to go um what does that look like i want to get you on the spot right now rich i want to get as far away from technology as possible i want to be like you know home ted Ted kaczynski uh living (laughs) in a cabin minus the the unabomber uh aspect to it no but like i'm I'm looking more of like homesteading and, and community and doing those sorts of things and you know you mentioned before like people say oh well you know does it exist if, if, you know, it doesn't exist if you don't acknowledge it, that goes back to that old philosoph- philosophical statement, like if a tree falls in the wood, in the woods, and no one's there to hear it, does it really make a sound? Um, and the I answer think, to that, uh, by the way, is no, it doesn't. <laughs> and I think that's the same for, for social media or, or the internet, you know, it's, it's, if you're not there, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of where, what this, not just this movie, but like, topics surrounding this movie and and obviously the last two years has led me to believe like i want to be like doing community things i want to be doing sharecropping farming hunting those sorts of things not not necessarily for like a crazy prepper type person but to just over a way of life for all that just how i want to live my life yeah yeah no and that makes a lot of sense and 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 like that's completely in alignment with a lot of people that i'm familiar with uh, it's also you know it's essentially my my goal as well i wanted to what i wanted to do um, in the future is basically uh, get um, or build, but probably just acquire uh, a nice chunk of acreage with a house, um, you know, with, with a, a big, a large house, like an eight bedroom house, um, and then sort of put sort of buildings on it and have people of like mind just come, just come and cultivate the land and, and enjoy. We're and just, in. <laughs> well, there you go. And there's a lot of people I know that are totally down with that. And, and especially when you get into um, Canada, Northern Canada, I mean, it's wide open. It is wide open. There's, you can hundreds and hundreds of acres that you can just homestead on. And, you know, there's streams everywhere. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where like, this is, this, this was talked about sort of like, if this is what you wanted back in the day, you were absolutely nuts because there was so much abundance of everything. Why wouldn't you blah, blah, blah. You know, but we've got things like our, in Canada, we've got, you know, Trudeau basically declaring war on the Canadian citizens. And, and, and the only thing that saved his ass was that they switched the narrative to, to, to Ukraine, you know. And when you watch this stuff and when you, when you hear things like when you take your eyes off it, it goes away. Like you said, when you don't focus on it, it goes away. People, people will say that's not true. That's an ostrich approach. That's bullshit. You can't do that. And the funny thing about that is those very same people haven't realized that there's a billion things going on on this world that they've never even seen and that don't exist to them, right? Because they haven't seen it. So just because you once were aware of something and you looked away, you know, that's the same thing as never being aware of something in the first place. So to say that you can't just shut things down is foolish because your life exists consistently of what you believe it to be. Also back to your adage of if a tree falls in the woods, here's the most beautiful thing in the world. You, because of who you are, and because of where you are and because of how your body works, you are the reason that tree makes a sound. The only thing that would actually make a sound isn't the tree falling. It's that your ears 
got the vibration of it. Your ear, your eardrum picked up the vibration of the tree. Because if a tree falls in the woods and nobody's around to, to, to hear it, does it actually make a sound? No, it doesn't make a sound. It's, it's, there's no sound for it to make. There's nobody, there's nothing to receive the sound. So it can't make a sound if there's nobody to hear the sound. Same with a deaf person could be sitting there. That tree could fall, no sound. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fascinating concept because everyone's like, no, things happen without humanity around. And that's not true. Things don't happen without humanity around, right? And that's the thing. The world in which we exist, the world in which we live in, every single thing right now, the one common denominator in all of it is us, is you, right? So everything that you've ever seen, everything that you know, everything that you've ever experienced, everything, all of it, from the television, from the stories, from this, that, all of it somehow passed through your filter, through your experience, through your version, and, and you became aware of it. So you are literally the one common denominator of everything that ever took place on this, in this reality, in this realm which makes this entirely your sandbox and mine and yours and everybody's. So everyone's having a unique experience. And I think that's really cool. Do you think the likelihood is that you're actually going to make it out there? Do you think that you're going to be able to, uh, to, to park, you know, pack it up and, and head in? Or is that, is that, is that just a, a, an attempted goal right now? Understanding of things. It's a mindset. I mean, it's a mindset. Yeah. I mean, that's where that's, that's the ultimate goal is, the that's that's what i'm planning for i love it i think that's great what um what do you guys got what do you guys got coming up next like what are you guys doing how's your podcast going it's good steady yeah steady, we've yeah. we've uh been all over the place as far as guests we've been doing since wrestling season a lot of college wrestling coaches so that's been cool to talk to all different college level wrestling coaches and we've been talking to you know, still talking to some of the symbolism people. We just talked to uh, Sean, uh, Sean, Sean Stone. Stone, Oliver Stone's son. So we got into some of his films and what have you. But uh, yeah, keeping the podcast going steady. I've, uh, I think Double Ripple 2 will happen. I don't think it's going to happen in a school capacity, but there's definitely been some interest. So I've been working on that script a little bit and just, you know, keep on producing content and having fun as we do it. No, I'm trying not to kill each other along the way. <laughs> well, adversity again. If you guys, if you guys come as close as you can to killing each other without doing it, you've both learned something. <laughs> Usually we do. You, you definitely learn. <laughs> and my finger's broken. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff doesn't heal as fast when you get older. I'll tell you that. No, that's true. I have a question for you about, um, uh, you're talking about amateur wrestlers and coaches. Do amateur wrestlers from your experience, do they have their eye on pro wrestling? Or is it completely different? So it has changed a little bit now with how big the WWE is, how much money there is involved and guys realizing, hey, I don't have to go do MMA. I can go do this and make a lot of money. When I was growing up, I, it wasn't a thing. Like you either wrestled or there's pro wrestling. There was no, no hand in hand. I think some guys are hip to it, but I still think it's like a 10 to 15 percent i think most guys are thinking about either the olympics or mma mm -hmm. with that being said the guy that just won the heavyweight at the olympics in tokyo is signed with wwe now oh that's that uh what's his name again gable stevenson gable stevenson yeah he doesn't have much of a personality that guy so they got to work yeah, on him he needs some work he's, he's a little, little rough around the edge he can move but, uh, he's uh yeah. he's very athletic and uh He's definitely a bright star. I think um, so if he doesn't, 
he'll be coming out with Paul Heyman then, I'm sure. Yeah, that'll be how yeah. they that'll be how they well, introduce he, him out. You know, he's tied to Brock as well. They both went to the University of Minnesota and they've they've trained together and stuff. So there is that they already have a connection. Oh. He's yeah, he's gonna be good. And that's another thing too. Like so many people, I mean I mean, growing up in wrestling, like we were talking off camera. I've got the, the winged eagle behind me. And, you know, it's it's funny because I do love that stuff. I love that story. It's it's with all the shit that's going on in the world all around us, like we used to get made fun of. I mean, this is this is 1998, 97, 96, 97, 98. We used to get made fun of for watching wrestling. They're like, it's fake. Like now it's like, bitch, everything's fake. Everything you've ever seen. Everywhere. <laughs> that's always been my answer. <laughs> yeah. It's it, it, and it's funny too when people still say it because now I'm I'm a 40 year old man and I I will always watch Royal Rumble and I will always watch WrestleMania. Let's go. And yeah, and people are like, why would you like? I'm I'm changing plans. Like I'm canceling. Like no, I can't go out. I'm going home to watch you know WrestleMania. And all my friends that were into this shit when we were kids, there's like a group chat that just pops up at WrestleMania and pops up again <laughs> at you know at uh, Royal Rumble and we're just shooting the shit with each other because we're all in different parts of the world now. And to me, that's a lot of fun, like to, to, to sit there. And then when you have people say to you, like now at this age, like it's fake. I'm like, I mean, how is this fake? I mean, obviously the outcomes are a thing, but these guys are acrobatic geniuses. They're going all over the place. You know, you're watching a uh, Cirque du Soleil stunt show, uh, pageantry, passion, fireworks. What's not to want to watch in this sort of thing? Now, I mean, I laugh in my old age. I don't want to see people get hurt. Um, and you know, the past few times I've turned it on, people are getting hurt. So that's, that's kind of annoying. But aside from that, like I watched that kid in AEW, I watched one AEW show in my entire life. And it was the one where I can't remember the fella's name. Allen. No, he landed awkwardly and he. Oh, Ray Phoenix. I was at that show. Oh, Jersey. were you really? Yeah. I was, I was back home, uh, around Christmas break and yeah, I saw that. I was, oh, I was watching this. I'm like, I'm watching these guys fly around because AEW is very acrobatic like this these guys are just doing bits all the way through and i'm like yeah. somebody's gonna get hurt and then i'm like i don't want to see this i don't want to see this and i'm and again manufacturing frequency i'm like this isn't right somebody's gonna get hurt and then phoenix went down and you just see the arm go back live on television i'm like no and i'm too old to watch that shit man when i was a kid i had no problem watching people fall off their skateboards and shit like that but i cannot see people get hurt right now without without it like affecting me inside my soul yep so that's kind of fucked up, but I mean, and sadly for Big E too, like he took a huge bump, but uh, he's doing all right now. So I don't know if he'll ever wrestle again, but he's doing all right now. Yeah. And when people give me the argument that it's fake, that's where the conversation ends. So is the news, right? <laughs> what do we got to talk about? The news is fake. And, you know, like you said, these guys are putting their bodies on the line every time out. I enjoy AEW. I enjoy the sports aspect of it. Mm -hmm. However, as a film student, WWE storylines are not that good right now. But as not a anymore. film student, yeah. their production quality is what I watch for, how they're doing it production-wise. I think they're better than the NFL. I think they're better than NASCAR as far as a live event. I don't think anyone does it better production wise. And I'm enjoying what Cody Rhodes is doing right now. I really like how he went to AEW, made a name for himself, came back and got paid is, is a superstar. It's neat too the Cody Rhodes story. Uh, yeah. Pulling this out. I mean, I, I could talk about this for hours and then, you know what the funny thing about if we do that, if we do go down this, well, I mean, we are doing it. <laughs> uh, this this is the first time that it's ever really been talked about or discussed on this show, the wrestling and, and what it means. And I like that you said that, you know, from a, from a film standpoint, because 
once I fell in love with photography, I mean, I was, I was always in love with it, but once I picked it up as a passion, you start seeing things so differently and, and how Absolutely. things are being made. And you're looking at, you know, there's, there's so many things that you're looking at. Like there's these movie scenes and pieces. Like I'm sure you're the same way. There's like this scene in a movie where something major is happening, but somebody's holding a camera and you're more interested in the camera that they're holding or the equipment that the, 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 the character is using while thinking about the shot and how the angle is that they're actually shooting this whole scene on. I'm sitting there watching this stuff and you see things like they've got the lighting and they've got triangles and shit coming down. Like they've got the, the person positioned. It's, I don't know. I see this stuff and it just makes me laugh. But back to wrestling, when we were kids, even like, like back in the, in the late nineties, I mean, we all knew it was fake per se. Right. But when you're watching this stuff, you're like, they, I mean, they, it's so well done and it seemed so monumentous back then. Like, I feel that the HD aspect has taken something away from, from how wrestling is and how it's portrayed. Because even back then, like when the camera angles were on and when somebody was going to miss a spot, like, I don't know how they did it, but the angles switch, 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 switch. So the camera's constantly coming from a different angle. So you don't see the, the botched kick or the, or the wrestler shimmying over in the middle of the ring to get hit properly, you know? Um, and I don't know, man. I love, I love the cinematography of all that. I haven't watched too much again of AEW uh, simply because when I saw the, um, the few that I did see, I mean, I watched, I think it was Jericho. He took the cage bump where he landed in the boxes and I was yeah, like, it was horrible. That <laughs> yeah. was so, that was so cheesy. Well, I watched that and I'm like, I don't know what you guys are doing. But one thing I love about back to Cody Rhodes, like you said, this guy will win. He's going to win probably the, not the universal, because they're going to keep that on Roman for at least until The Rock comes back, right? Well, they combine both belts now. So yeah. they're, they, Roman has both belts. And so Cody will probably take one, I would assume. Yeah. And he says when he takes it, well, here's what I say too, with, with the amount of power that Cody Rhodes has right now, they should put him in um, the Intercontinental or the U.S. Championship belt. To build it up. Exactly. They should leave it on him for a year as Cody Rhodes Ooh. goes and does his thing. You're going old school right now. You're going like Bret Hart, IC title type stuff. I like oh, it. Oh, yeah. There was a time in my life where, <laughs> I mean, even in the video games, I always picked the IC title. I'm like, I'm going to wow. hold this belt, you know? This is perfect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you guys were looking at this one here. I'll show you this if I can. It's not. There it is. Uh, oh shit! Which one's that? It's a little blurry. It's definitely blurry. Sorry, because I'm, I'm I'm holding it. It's a I'm shooting on a, an actual uh, uh, camera, so it's not a it's not going to focus in. That's the 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 old IC uh, Steve Austin's oh, right IC, and, and like the old school one, the black one. Okay. Um, yeah, give it to them. Give it to them. Let them hold it. Build it. Clout. I mean, who cares about the? I don't even know who the the IC title champion is right now. There I am. So. If that belt has has stamina and staying power, that's cool. You know, I mean, what was cooler than Hulk Hogan and uh, Ultimate uh, Warrior? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> nothing. It's funny you go back and you watch that match, and it's just kick punch, and it's horrible. But as Terrible. kids, that was one of the best. One of the best, and I'll still I'll still say it's one of my favorite WrestleManias because it brings me back to '91 every time. Yeah, and that was in the Skydome in Toronto, in my hometown. Yeah. Were you there? I was not, unfortunately. Um, I found out later in life that I was supposed to go there, but my mother's, she lost out at, at tickets for it from work. Their work had uh, tickets, but 
if somebody didn't want to go, we were next in line. So we were this close to going. So oh, that, that would have been game changer for me. But yeah, that's a lot of fun. Do you catch a lot of shows? I, I try to stay pretty up to date. It's hard with school, like during school, I kind of get lost, but I have a buddy and a cousin that kind of keep me up to date. Uh, we don't get much pro wrestling out here in Colorado. I'm not really the biggest WWE guy. You know, once you've been to one WWE house show, you've been to them all. I'd like yeah. to go to an AEW show out here. We've go to some indie shows, but we don't have much of an indie scene out here, mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll definitely, um, my podcast listening, like post wrestling, Dave Meltzer, like I'm listening to them on the, on the reg. Yeah. Yeah. That's some fun stuff, man. I want to get into, I want to reach out to some of these guys too, and have them on the show. Like I would love to put in, um, uh, like a series where it's old school wrestlers, like um, a fucking tugboat, you know, getting uh, these, be awesome. getting these guys, <laughs> yeah, Shockmaster, exactly. Just asking them because I met him a few times, um, at some signings and stuff like that. And I guess you know the idea would be to put him on the show and just tell me your stories about what it was. Yeah. But now everybody's shy to do that after the whole um, what was that? The, uh, I want to say wrestling with demons, but it was the dark uh, side of the ring. Dark side of the ring, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, Rick, the whole Ric Flair thing um, that kind of blew up in his face, but now he's getting back in the in the ring. Um, so there's all that going on. It kind of looks like he's off the rails again now that he got divorced. Seems like he's wheeling and dealing. Yeah, I've seen some of his stuff out there. It's creepy. He's 73 years old. He's not supposed to be in the clubs. Like I get what he is, and I get who he is. <laughs> You know, but I mean, this, it's too much. And, you know, I see this stuff uh, and I, I just laugh because he wants to, he's, he's been sanctioned. He's getting in the ring. Like, um, I don't know what promo is going to put him in the ring. So I believe Jim Crockett promotions, because they're Conrad Thompson, who does that whole wrestling network. It's uh, escaping my mind right now. He does something to wrestle with. He does Ric Flair's podcast, Tony Schiavone's. He's got like six of them. Jim Ross's podcast. He's doing a star cast. And Jim Crockett Promotions is doing a show, like a one-off show. And supposedly what I heard, it's going to be Ric Flair and RTR versus the Rock and Roll Express and someone they pick. And the Rock and Roll Express isn't young either. They're like They're in their 60s. <laughs> uh, Steamboat, I heard Steamboat rejected it after thinking yeah. about it for a week. That would have been kind of neat. But yeah. Steam, Steamboat killed it. Like, uh, what is it? What was it? it was probably like 10 years ago now. Yeah, with um, Jericho. Uh, Mickey, yeah, Jericho when they did the whole wrestler thing. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that was about uh, the movie. Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Mickey Rourke, yeah. Oh, fuck. Wow, that's fun. That's memory lane. That's good times right there, man. <laughs> no, that's funny. So I don't, I don't know if you noticed, but in Double Ripple, when I'm showing the, the boards that connect everything, there's a ultimate warrior Hulk Hogan picture of, of them in the hand grip from WrestleMania six. I, I put it on there. You see it a couple times. <laughs> I didn't catch that, man. That's good though. I mean, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking at your background right now. Is that selective? Is this, is this a purposeful background or is that just, yeah. So that Vinnie Paz poster that's on the board on the right. I don't know if you've ever heard the song end of days, but he just, discloses a lot of conspiracies and that song came out in 2010 and that really hit me to a lot of things it talks about george bush being the grandson of alice crowley talks about pyramids on the moon talks about fluoride in the water black pope black pope stuff like that temple so if you look at that board that's everything from that one song is is connected 
to that song. What's uh sorry, what was it? End of Days by Vinny Paz. He's from uh, Jedi Mind Tricks. The greatest form of control is where you think you're free when you're being fundamentally manipulated and dictated. One form of dictatorship is being in a prison cell and you can see the bars and touch it. The other one is sitting in a prison cell but you can't see the bars you think you're free. What the human race is suffering from is mass hypnosis. We are being hypnotized by people like this. News readers, politicians, teachers, lecturers. We are in a country and in a world that is being run by unbelievably sick people. The chasm between what we're told is going on and what is really going on is absolutely enormous. It's like we all know what's going down, but no one's saying to what happened to the home of the brave. These motherfuckers, they controlling us now, and no one's talking about it, man. It's part of these slaves. And everybody's just walking around, head in the clouds, and won't awaken to a dead in the grave. But then it's too late, we need to be ready to raise up. Welcome to the end of day. Everybody is slave, only some are aware that the government releasing poison in the air. That's the reason I collect so many guns in my lair. I ain't never caught slipping, never underprepared. Yeah, they straight sign on me. They just bring it proudly. George Bush, the grandson of Alistair Crowley. They want you to believe the lie that the enemy's Saudi. The enemy in Saudi, the enemy around me. It's fluoride in the water, but nobody know that. It's also a prominent ingredient in Prozac. How could any government bestow that? A prime people who believe in political throwback. That's not all that I'm here to present you. I know about the black Pope in Solomon's temple. Yeah. About the Vatican assassins and how they will get you. And how they go Barack Hussein Obama in a test tube. Like we all know what's going down, but no one's saying shit what happened to the home of the brave. These motherfuckers, they controlling us now, and no one's talking about how they made us fight of these slaves. And everybody's just walking around, head in the clouds, and won't awaken to a dead in the grave. By then it's too late, we need to be ready to raise up. Welcome to the end had knowledge of electrical power and you know that that's the information that they suppress and devour who you sick the motherfuckers that crashed in the tower who you sick that made it turn into action an hour the same ones that invaded your own the ones that never told you about the skeletons on the moon yeah the ones that poison all the food you consume the ones that never told you about the mouth of soviet's tones right the bird flu is a lie the swan flu is a lie why would that even come as a surprise yeah the polio vaccine made you die it caused cancer and it cost a lot of Listen. It's like we all know what's going down, but no one's saying shit what happened to the home of the brave. These motherfuckers, they controlling us now, and no one's talking about how they made us fight and they slaves. And everybody's just walking around, head in the clouds, and won't awaken to a dead in the grave. But then it's too late, we need to be ready to raise up. Welcome to the end of day. The greatest hypnotist on planet Earth is a oblong box in the corner of the room. So I love that the the grandson of um, of Aleister Crowley. So the son of Aleister Crowley, and we've talked about this before, is Barbara Bush. Yep. The son? 
Yeah. Barbara Bush is the, is Aleister Crowley's son. And she's a, she's a quote unquote invert. Right. So uh, George Bush um, senior is uh, the female. <laughs> and if you look at them, uh, have you seen, are you, you're, well, I'm assuming you're in front of a computer right now. Feel free to pull up any picture you want of Barbara Bush and tell me that's not a man. Uh, no offense to Barbara Bush or her ilk that may be listening to this show. I'm not trying to offend anybody, uh, but this is just, you know, this is, this was the, this was the theory, the, the, the trans theory um, and the bastardization of things. And I used to think that I'm like, these guys are trans because you, you could run down on anything way, way back in the day before they started banning everybody. Transvestigation was massive. And that, you know, the, the slogan of transvestigation investigations, if it's got an apple, it's got a banana. <laughs> so, this, you know, this was the thing. And, and you look at things like, I mean, there were so many of them out there that, you know, Kesha and so many of these other ones. Lady that, Gaga. Oh, yeah. That were just out there. And this was another reason why they they did the. the do you remember? Jeez, it would have been like 2013, 2010 or whatever. They called it the fappening where like all of a sudden all these celebrities got leaked nudes. Yeah. They're just out of the blue. Every celebrity, you know, the son's a pervert and they're sending nudes to everybody and somebody hacked them and leaked them. Right. And like that, that was the whole image and message of the whole thing. But this was illusionatory, uh, if that's a word I like to make things up, to um, to make people believe, you know, these are the things. So you look at this stuff and even the majority of those leaks could easily be fakes. You know, like the, the, the way that they fake things now. I mean, there's fakes that we know about, which are clearly fakes. And there's fakes that we would have no clue. Like that guy running around on Instagram right now with, with the Tom Cruise uh, face. I don't know if you've seen him. He looks exactly like Tom Cruise. It's a it's a skin. He's wearing a fake face. He's doing Tom Cruise things. Well, um, Adam, speaking of the fakes, and this was from your podcast when you came on Airy Bros, you were talking about repurposed celebrities. So yeah. I don't know if you saw, we got some Nick Cage uh, references in here. I got a um, the Baldwins, uh, Michael Phelps repurposed, a bunch of stuff that you had mentioned I had looked into, and that that also got on the boards as well. Amazing. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. When I was on your show, I remember not knowing too, too much again, like a, a through about looking glass enough to talk a minute on it, but how it's tied to so many other things. Um, you know, the fact that again, what you're looking at is, is what you're creating. If you've got the ability to look into the future, you know, you're looking at it at this in this moment in time, which means you're technically creating it by focusing on it. And when you can't see it anymore, which is what they said, all project looking glass things ended at a certain time. And we surpassed that certain time, which is again, where the Mandela effect gets tied in as well. So when the Mandela effect comes into certain things, you realize that uh, the timelines that were supposed to be the, the possibility of timelines, and you're seeing it in all movies everywhere right now, the timelines that are, that are like the multiverse of this, the multiverse of that. There's a new movie that came out yesterday or the day before that's um, what's it called? So-and-so and everything everywhere all at once. I don't know if you guys have seen this or heard of this. Mm -hmm. Let's see if I can dig it right up. But this is something that is definitely needs to be watched right now. Um, but it's uh, it's this this message that's out there right now is definitely one of um, of of multiverses, collapsing multiverses, which is right in line with Project Looking Glass. So yeah, it's everything, everywhere, all at once is the name of the movie. Look into it. Yeah, well, and have you seen it yet? No, no. Like it came out the other day. So is it'll, it be on, it'll, it'll be on. It'll be. it be streaming on one of the boxes or or somewhere. Okay. A buddy of mine just watched it, and he's got one of those IPTV boxes, so it's out there. I don't know on what service or what have you, but it's 
It's out there and it's in the HD and it looks pretty good. Um, it's got the kid, the the main guy that's looking for the woman, like the main hero type sidekick uh, protagonist. No, the, the main guy that's that kicks off the story is, uh, you guys remember the Goonies? Hell yeah. Yep. Yeah, right? Anyone from the 80s, right? So uh, it's Data from the Goonies. Oh, uh, there you go. Booby caps. Yeah. He's old now, man. <laughs> Everybody got old, but yeah, so he's in that, and that looks like a lot of fun. But so that's the that's the story that's going on right now, which is uh, Looking Glass failed for whatever reason, um, because I, maybe it was a nefarious purpose or what have you, or it's just something for us to talk about. But in the failing of Looking Glass, the uh, the timelines are collapsing, which is the Mandela effect. Mandela effect is changing things as the timelines are merging into each other. You guys are familiar with the Mandela effect, I'm assuming. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. The craziest one that I saw recently is Coca-Cola. Like, if I tell you the Coca-Cola logo, you can picture it in your head, right? Definitely. Okay, so you've got it in your head? Tell me where the dash is in Coca-Cola. In the middle. It's between, yeah, in the middle between Coca-Cola, right? Yeah. It's But it's like right in the middle, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> 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 that's the shit that blows me away i'm looking at this going what why is this Ugh. anyway now it's at the top so yes it's between coca-cola but coca-cola is now all one word it's always been all one word and there's a tiny dash at the top of between coca-cola yeah see those are like the visible glitches right those are the visible glitches to let us know and, and we still like oh yeah who knows <laughs> yeah exactly well that's that's us taking a download going maybe i got it wrong how did yeah. you both get it wrong? How did you both get it like everything wrong? Yeah. You're looking it up right oh, now. Is, wow. your, is your mind hurting right now? Wow. Right. So you can look at anything Coca-Cola from the fifties. And that was the logo. That's crazy. <laughs> so, I mean, I love that stuff because that is absolutely everywhere in all aspects of everything. And it's what we focus on. How can we all be wrong about the same thing? <laughs> you know, because it's where we're coming from. It's, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's a, we got, that's a, it's a powerful piece. The Mandela effect, looking glass, your program, your production. I basically had you guys on the show and talk to you the majority of the time. My audience would be like, bitch, you talk too much. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I get excited, but no, what are you going to do? So good. You got that, uh, that radio voice. So, yeah, you know, you're mesmerizing and hypnotizing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm filling you all with fantastic information right now. <laughs> Believe me or don't believe me, but it's going to happen. Uh, do you guys, is there anything else that I can um, have you guys drop to my audience? Uh, basically, uh, I want my audience to sort of check your show out. Check out that video. It's a good one. Yeah. Uh, check out Air Bros. We drop Air Bros. Radio. We drop new episodes every Tuesday, all podcasts and platforms, YouTube. Check out Double Ripple. Double Ripple is a metaphor for flat earth being the gateway, right? Once you open up to flat earth, it's not that the earth is flat, but it's going to bring you down the wormhole, give you some options on some other things that are going to open your eyes up to everything, creating a ripple effect that's going to have you think about other things. Also, our last name is Ari, the guy who discovered the earth was flat. His last name is Ari too. So there's a little tie in there that we use for the, the theme of the film. But Adam, thanks for having us on. Thanks for the conversation and the information you put out that inspired me when I was writing my film. And thanks for just having us on to talk about Double Ripple. I really appreciate it. 
Oh, man, we, we talked about more than just Double Ripple, but it was good to, to introduce my audience to you guys and to your personalities because both of you guys are rock stars. I've had fun on your show and uh, again on, on this show as well. Um, did you want to say anything? No, it was just good to, good to see you again. Good to hang out. We appreciate <laughs> you having us on. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of something in our catalog for everyone. So if you're, you know, truth seeker, conspiratorial minded, we've got plenty of stuff uh, all the way from mud, flood, flat earth, uh, you know, the 2020 and beyond, and then some other deeper things, but we've also got health, wellness, performance stuff on there. And then, yeah, we do get into a little bit of wrestling. So if any of your audience likes to go down that rabbit hole, we go down all those roads as well too. But yeah, thanks for having us on Adam. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely guys. Uh, It's been a lot of fun. Uh, We'll do it again, either on your show or on mine. Um, But ladies and gentlemen, in the infamous words of red green, keep your stick on the ice. Thank you for listening to today's Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag MMA and Mental Mastery Alliance. Want more motivation? Be sure to follow online on Instagram at Mental Mastery Alliance and on Facebook at Mental Mastery Alliance. And remember, your perception creates your reality. Make it a great day. You got it, Pontiac.